This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. Another week, another pitcher of the week in the American from East Carolina. This time it is Josh Groves after his performance on Sunday. For whatever reason, uh, the baseball gods, Mother Nature, does not want him to have his complete game. Uh, You think about last Sunday, he was working into the eighth, had a couple of walks there. He said if he could have got through that inning, he probably would have gone out and finished the deal, couldn't quite get it done. Yesterday, he was absolutely cruising, and then the rain came, and uh, it washed out the remainder of the game, but the Pirates win in eight innings against George Mason. But man, Josh Groves was awesome once again. The entire pitching staff was awesome once again. We'll talk about that on today's program we'll talk about the hitting too with jacob jenkins coward jacob good to see you how you doing man great how are you doing great and uh that is kind of a shame that gross couldn't get that first complete game shutout yesterday yeah yeah definitely but um it, it was electric to watch we were talking in the press box about how all right we're looking at when the rain's coming in are we going to be able to get this thing in let's get a a quick game going here make get at least five innings so we can make the official game I know you're trying to focus on what you can control and all that, but is that in the back of your mind too? Like, how many innings are we playing today? That kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Saturday night, uh, when Coach G told us we were playing at 11, we kind of figured, uh, you know, it, we never know if we're going to get the whole game in. And he told us, like, we really need to get going early just to, just, just in case. And uh, it worked out for East Carolina. And Josh Groves helped that too. He had at least four, maybe five, one, two, three innings. That's got to be great for you guys out in the field too, right? That uh, you're out there, you're back in the dugout, uh, back with a bat in your hand. That's got to help the whole flow of things. Yeah, and it's actually crazy. He had, I think, four, maybe five innings in a row of exactly 11 pitches. So it was like... 33 pitches yeah 44 you don't want to stand around for walks hits you like to get right back in uh the dish and uh and get your swings in so just some awesome work this weekend by gross spivey you savage uh pretty much what we've come to expect even the midweek garrett sailor uh had been great starting zach root starts last midweek pitch as well sailor probably has his best performance of the year before he had to leave the game so pitching has been phenomenal for you guys yeah it's Complete turnaround uh, from from last year. Not that our pitching was bad last year, but it, it, we we uh, we used a lot of guys last year all the time. And this year, like we we talked about it, Coach Knight was talking about it. Like some guys in the bullpen that are really good aren't pitching that much, but it's because we have a starter going to the seventh or eighth every game. It's it's hard to get everybody in the game, but uh, those guys are just. You know they keep keep work they keep working and they're keeping at it and just waiting for their name to be called. Much more routine, traditional pitching style this year with oh, your yeah. starters. Last year you had two shortstops pitching, you had a closer starting in Mayhew, like it, and whatever worked and uh, and it led to, of course, a regional, super regional, and you guys were able to figure it out. But uh, much more traditional sense this year, and uh, and it has been fantastic for ECU as uh, they sweep George Mason, lost another one to those pesky Campbell. Five Fighting camels and let's go back to that game first of all uh how was your experience at segra stadium how, how cool was that i liked it it was, it was a really nice stadium the grass was really soft <laughs> very short and you'd expect it to be kind of kind of hard yeah. it was so short Mm-mm. it was like like a carpet it was did that play weird or did no, it just no, something you really. noticed? It was just okay. interesting. It felt like your feet were sinking in if you stood in the same spot too long. <laughs> had to move around yeah. a little bit. Uh, quick sand out there. Yeah. Uh, and Campbell gets the win. That's two now. The mm-hmm. But you got one more against those guys. We have them at home coming up. Yeah. And uh, the rankings show that they are a good team. They're top 15 now. You guys have moved up top eight in the D1 baseball rankings. Not that you know or care, right? No. I didn't know that. All right. Well. 
just let that go right over your head and don't even worry about it <laughs> doesn't mean anything uh as we know from uh, last year and previous years but it is good to know that east carolina getting recognized for all the great work they do and you've received individual achievements uh in your career here and and that's a good one for Groves. we'll We'll ask him about it next week. It'll be a week old, but I know you guys all feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, hey, we'll celebrate those after the season, I guess. Yeah, we're more focused on celebrating the the win column. So uh, you had a full Sunday just about. That's kind of rare for you guys after uh, it was called. Yeah, you started early. Uh, game was called around one o'clock or so. Yeah. So like, what was your uh, the rest of your Sunday like? Do you know what to do with yourself there? I uh, so usually it, it goes we play at one usually two sometimes and I uh, procrastinate my homework until about nine o'clock but I got my homework done by five o'clock and nice played so much Fortnite <laughs> so much Fortnite so much it was awesome uh, and now you are about to sprain your thumbs playing MLB the Show I oh yeah yeah I was huge into that we had a league with Igo and uh, Glenn and a lot of folks. Uh, I think it started even before the COVID year, but during COVID, that is pretty much what I did when I went home when I wasn't hanging out with my family. I was in my room playing the show. Mm-hmm. Hadn't played it since, but so that comes out this week? Yep, comes out tomorrow. You some said, guys, some guys, yeah, like Josh Mullen's already got early access. He's already grinding. Do you consider that cheating or just like good preparation? Preparation. Like, yeah. yeah. So do you guys play against each other? We can. Team, team um, up? What do you do? We can, but mo- most of us are just playing online yeah the uh diamond dynasty oh yeah it's a lot of fun uh assembling your team i actually i need to pull it up i made like some uh some ecu uniforms and hats one year Mm -hmm. when i was really into it um but yeah it is a lot of fun like do you make yourself on the game or do you play with big leaguers um you can make a creative player i don't last year i uh i made a player but he was not like me It, it was just a he was Six eight, three hundred forty pounds, and he was a monster. Good baseball bottle, yeah. Yeah, he was a catcher, switch hitting catcher. Uh, the game playing with the Braves, any at all? Uh, no, my team last year was the uh, yeah, the Atlanta Braves. We'll go with that. All right, yeah. Wait, what? what, What's what? Did you go against the Braves? (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) By the way, I met your mother uh, this weekend before game. She said hello said she enjoys the the conversation and segments and she called you i said man jacob's awesome he's fun to talk to and she said you are a big old goober oh yeah goober all the time (laughs) yeah you've got goober like qualities he's just a goober (laughs) that's a term probably watching right now they asked what time i'd be on yeah here with the uh, the goober himself jacob jenkins coward um oh yeah william brings up a uh, play from yesterday the arm, the hose, the the cannon was unleashed yesterday in right field, and William says, "Way to go on that hose from right! Uh, way Thank to you. let it eat." That feel good coming out of the uh, out of the hand yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so, if you watch the clip back, I actually didn't feel it very cleanly. It skipped on me. The grass was a little wet, but I managed to get a glove on it, and then didn't really have much momentum, so I kind of had to just all arm it. Yeah. It wasn't one of those where you catch it going forward, either yeah. in the air or off the ground. You were almost like flat-footed. Mm-hmm. And it ate me up a little bit. I had to break down to not let it get by me. Craig, better, rather safe than sorry. Craig says, uh, do you prefer hitting bombs or throwing out runners at the plate? I don't know. That I really am so interested in throwing. 
Like I, I asked Coach Knight if I can throw a bullpen like every week, and he never says yes. That's never going to happen. But I love <clears throat> throwing so much. It's weird. I love watching pitchers throw. Do you? Uh, so have you been uh, timed on a gun before? Like in high school, I was like low nineties. Yeah. One, one time, but then I couldn't throw strikes. So I never pitched again. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's got to be pretty cool to see ninety one, ninety two beside your name there, right? Yeah. Um, I had another question I just forgot, so I'll get to this. Craig says, what length and weight bat do you swing? Uh, 34-inch, 31-ounce, and then the wood bat I swing is 34-inch, 32-ounce. Do you have a preference on what you like hitting with more? Wood or metal? Yeah. Um, metal is more forgiving, so I think, especially when I'm like working on hitting, I use we, we use wood a lot because you know you got to be really – you can really feel when you don't hit the ball well or you do. So I like wood better. I think yesterday, uh, Starling did not get all of one. Might have jammed him a little, mm-hmm. but nearly took one out mm-hmm. to left. I- I'm going to ask Moylan about this because he hit one to center yesterday for a home run. But, like, you know the ones you yank out to right are gone, like, when you hit them. Yeah. When you hit one to center, do you know you got it or do you, like us, have to kind of watch no, it go? No idea. Yeah. I've, I've it's a long never, ways. Never hit one out to center here. Really? Not in BP ever. How about Oppo? I've hit a couple Oppo with no. the wind, wind aided. <laughs> Joey Barini. Yeah. Showing folks how to go Oppo yesterday. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got sneaky power. Shaq. We'll get to uh, nicknames in a moment. I had a question about nicknames. Craig says, other than being in the major leagues, what is your dream job? So, outside of baseball, what would you say your dream job is? Well, I was going to go with uh, college baseball coach, but so if we're going outside of baseball, um, I really would love to be a golf course um, landscaping manager. Okay. I really enjoy grass, the different types of grass, maintaining, manicuring, stuff like that. All right, cool. My wife's from uh, South Jersey, so I saw this headline. And um, but Mike Trout is from that area, mm-hmm. and he and Tiger Woods are getting together to design a golf course in Vineland in South Jersey. Wow! I just saw. So there's Mike, a Mike Trout was almost a pirate. That's what I hear. Yeah, some claim him as if he was. He was a commit. Mackenzie Gore commit. Mm-hmm. Womack. Uh, Womack has met him plenty of times when he was on his visits. Talk, talked about him being in the team room stuff like that it's crazy is uh should we blame zach womack for him not coming here <laughs> he hung out with womack too much <laughs> dang it zach man why couldn't we get somebody else here on his visit <laughs> just kidding zach womack's the man yeah, i shouted him out on pa yesterday when all the fans had left and he was the only one walking on the field so <laughs> i had control of the mic and nobody to talk to uh, before they finally called that one yesterday. Pirates uh, sweeping George Mason over the weekend. If you have questions, comments for JC, you can get them in now. Uh, Christian says, it's like we got three whorls in the outfield. Uh, we've got some got some arms out there. And then when they go defensive replacements, um, and we saw Carter Cunningham make back-to-back good plays yeah. in right yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. And he's really coming on, too. Carter's having a, uh, a solid year for you guys. Yeah, we have what you'd call a good problem in the outfield <laughs> because we have five outfielders that are, like, everyday players anywhere else. It, it's it's crazy. And yeah. we can run out 
a new combination every game, and I think it's going to be the same result. So it's really good to have. Very good problem, and you could Mike could say the same for the infield. Yeah. We're starting to see more, uh, see a little bit of Dixon Williams hit here and there, but you see the pinch runners come in yep. later in games with Chrisman and guys like that still waiting. You know what does Cam Burgess have, and uh, just uh, the Cam Clanch fills in for yeah, Moylan uh, both Friday and Saturday. We'll talk to Josh. How bummed was Josh that uh, he was unable to go Friday and Saturday? Yeah, what, he, he just play the show the whole time and get <laughs> no, better than you? No, he actually uh, he actually took took game notes. He watched the game, took game notes, and then uh, the next day, like, talked to individual hitters. I talked to him about my bats from the day before, so it was really cool. That's good to stay a part of it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know you could be ejected from a game that's already ended? I did not. That blew my mind when when I because I was on deck when it when it when it happened and I I was like what, what are we doing Yeah, it's like you're out of here. Like no kidding, the whole team's out. We're yeah. leaving, dude. Like, <laughs> what, like, what do you want me to do? He he like did the the finger like through him and I'm like, what do you mean? Like it's over. <laughs> We're all heading there. We're all <laughs> out of here. Uh, but yeah, Cliff Godwin uh, unable to coach. So what was that like with Colby Bortles at first and Palumbo at third on Friday? So usually. Um, Bortles is in the dugout, and he we talked to him about at bats and stuff like that. So, um, Coach P also gives signs differently, which is different. He, I mean, it's all numbers, but he instead of like three, two, three, he goes three sideways two, oh. three. <laughs> It's awesome. It's different. (laughs) Head to the side. There you go. A little switch up, a little different voice. uh, Worked out for a pirate victory uh, on a Friday night. And uh, Cam Clonch obviously did a great job filling in for Moylan, part of that good problem that JC talked about. Uh, Jonathan says, center field at Clark LeClaire is where fly balls go to die. Absolutely. I think I've only seen one line. I think I've only seen line drive homers go out of center field. He says he remembers Agnos hitting one or two to center, but they were low line drives so. that is exactly right how about like bp and stuff you've you no wow yeah i've never done it how about that uh josh says i was still in the jungle and heard you call out womack good i'm glad somebody heard me i uh, he said also jc's throw was very burly-esque yeah did look a little bit like alec burleson hosing guys down from outfield of course he was a pitcher too so he was just throwing strikes <laughs> to the catcher from the outfield um, Craig says, last question. Doesn't have to be your last, Craig. You can ask more. Who was the, who is the player that excites you that has not seen the field yet or has seen very limited time on the field? Mm. I'm gonna go with two guys here. Um Cam Murphy is the best practice player I've ever had as a teammate. He is busting his butt every day, laying out. He takes some of the best BP. And then also... Before we move on. So we've seen him pinch run, I believe. Yes, he's, what position does he play? He's uh, middle infield, sometimes okay. third base. He's also worked in the outfield with us because he's, okay. he's basically a utility guy. But Gotcha. Yeah, he... He, when, when he gets his shot, it is going to be fun to watch because he gets after it every day. You know that sounds like from last year, uh, Luke Nowak. Like mm-hmm. he pinch ran some, and we heard those same kind of similar things from people. So just yep. interesting that. And now he's a staple in the lineup. Yeah. So. All right, number two. Number two is uh, Jaden Winter. He's pitched a little bit, but like we said, like when our starters are going in the seventh, eighth inning, it's <laughs> it's hard to get everybody in the game. But Jaden has electric stuff. And you saw him close out. Uh, was it Missouri State two weeks ago? No, it was a mid. It was the midweek against William and Mary. 
he had a two inning save which was electric saw the first uh, appearance of Landon Ginn this year uh, oh yeah the other night speaking of oh, closing yeah. things out and He's got some stuff, doesn't he? Or yeah, at he least does. some velocity. He has got electric stuff as well. <laughs> I love watching him pitch. We asked you this this preseason, but who um, who do you struggle with on the pirate pitching staff when you're doing your inner squads and things like that? Like, who's got your number? Trey Savage. Okay. It's, it's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> your numbers are not good against him? No, for probably. Johnny's our stats guy. Johnny Stats. Johnny Robertson says the Pirates have outscored their opponents 44-4 to in the eighth inning. Only Indiana and Georgetown have scored in the eighth, according to Johnny. The wow. stats to consider. I will consider that. <laughs> uh, how about that stat? That just shows you guys are uh, playing great at the end of ball games. Mm-hmm. Defense and uh, yeah. defense and pitching. Johnny says, favorite breed of dog for a pet. That's a good question, Johnny. Um, I I don't know. Um, I, I I had a German Shepherd and two Pomeranians when I was little, but I, I think I'm a gonna be a big dog guy. Man. I think um you weren't here or you weren't at trivia a couple weeks ago, Chandler. The a lady out on the deck at AJ's had a great dane. Wow. And just seeing those That's things maybe live. Too big. It's I, like a horse. It is. Like you could literally ride it if you wanted to. <laughs> it is insane to see those things in public or in person. Um Josh has another question. He says, Have you got to meet Colby's brother? For those that don't know, his brother is Blake Boy. <clears throat> I have not. Uh, we joke about him with it. It's a little stuff, but no, I have not. Either. Yeah. I haven't seen him here. We did actually, I, I think I had the chance last year when we played at UCF, and I didn't take that opportunity. Just kind of saw him from a distance and was like, that is Blake Bortles. <laughs> uh, pretty talented family. NFL oh, quarterback yeah. and uh, another son uh, coaching, a brother coaching in college baseball. Uh, Susan says, hello from Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Hello, Hello, Susan. I would be angry that you're there, but it's kind of a gray day here. But it's weather-wise, it's not bad, so I'm not super jealous you're in Mexico. But it would be cool doing the show from there, I would Mm -hmm. say. Uh, Craig, appreciates your time and quality answers. Thank you, Craig. You got it, Craig. Anything on YouTube? Let's see what's going on over there. Um, Atticus, former intern here, great guy. Growing up a Braves fan, is it odd knowing that in a couple years he could be drafted by a different organization and eventually face the Braves as an opponent? Is that? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's like I, I was a Duke fan growing up, but now I hate Duke. Yeah, okay. I'm a Pirate so, fan now. Things change in life and uh, in your different stages. So, great answer, JC. Uh, he could be a, a scumbag Philadelphia Philly in a few no. years. would it be weird uh jc that now i'm a fan of yours and five years from now it might not be depending on the team you're on is it gonna be like that (laughs) so personally of course i'm a fan of you but like it's like Dwayne harris my all-time favorite ecu football player he is a cowboy returning punts against washington i don't like that i can't root for that yeah then he goes to the freaking giants and they're in the like i can't root for the guy uh, I will root for you, but uh, I'll root for your team to lose. That's just, I mean, that's, that's fair. Okay, thank you. You understand. You know how it is. So, like, let's say I was, you're a Braves fan, I'm assuming. Yes. Let's say if I was on the Phillies and hit a walk-off home run against the Braves, are you happy or upset? Upset. But you said you're cheering for me. I, <laughs> I got, my team just lost, but one of my favorites from East Carolina hit the home run. That's just the spot I don't want to be in. If yeah. I'm in that spot, 
It's tough. I'll probably do a funny tweet cursing your name or something. The <laughs> best of both worlds. Try to make it funny. Um, but no, obviously I want you to have awesome success in your uh, in your future. That's a t- that's a conundrum though. Uh, that's uh, look, I've known the Braves 40 years, Jacob. I've known you for two. Yeah, that's fair. You expect me to just give you all my loyalty after two years? I don't think so, buddy. Let's see. Uh, now, here's the JC Love Fest. Jenny says, JC is one of our favorite players. Nicole says, us too. He's so fun to watch. That's Thank nice. You. That's fun to hear. You are a fan favorite, right? The mustache, the the, the goober mentality. Goober, yeah. Like, you can, uh, people can identify with you. You're like a regular guy. Uh, I, like, I like to try not to be a baseball player to people try to be a, just a yeah just a person and uh tommy says much love from home jake so proud of you that's cool to hear too. shout out tommy lynn tommy lynn sullivan. sullivan uh how about jc if you do get too big for your breeches in like five six years from now you're like wearing shades inside and <laughs> <laughs> your whole personality is like you don't talk to anybody anymore I don't think that's everything. <laughs> okay. I, I like talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> you like talking too much to be a uh, to ignore folks. Um, JC, who are your favorite players growing up? Ask William. Favorite players? Players. Um, when I was little, it was Chipper Jones, and then Freddie Freeman made his debut. But now it's like I really love watching Bryce Harper hit, even though he's a Philly. Oh yeah, I understand. And before that was a national. I've yeah. never rooted for him his whole never, career. But I, I was talking about this with Trey it. Turner the other day. He went from NC State to the Nationals to the Dodgers to the Phillies. Like I, I rooted never, for him in the never. USA jersey, but not anything yeah. else. Uh, but yeah, Harper. His swing is so like violent. Oh yeah, yeah, vicious, <laughs> vicious. That's a good word for it. Um, so I was going to ask your favorite. How about growing up? Any favorite non-Braves other than Harper that you mentioned or? Nah. Not really. All right. Cass says the mustache is awesome. Thanks, man. I've been working on it. <laughs> Appreciate that. How did you this has to be a joke. Why'd you get seated so low in the brackets? It was so <clears throat> it was randomly generated <laughs> oh, wow. by our um our media guy, Carlos Oliveira. He does a really good job, but it was randomly generated and at the fir- the first bracket that was drawn up would be me and Jake Hunter facing off in the second round. Wow. And we determined that that was bad for the tournament. Yeah. So we threw me on the other side of the bracket, and then I happened to face Sailor in the first round, which is also bad for the tournament. So, you know. Yeah. We need somebody unbiased to just mm-hmm. go ahead and give you guys a ranking so we can get good matchups seeds, later yeah. in the tournament. Good seeds, yeah. Uh, speaking of seeds and rankings, we'll update the uh, – pirate radio bracket challenge standings uh it is a final it has gone final and um we'll update that later but mm-hmm. i saw that it's kind of what everybody expected that's not not big news or anything it's kind of the way it goes around here we'll talk to chandler about that coming up later. you are terrible <laughs> speaking of chandler shirley do you have that cut i just want to play that this is a promo i heard from the brian bailey show i just added a few sound effects to it 
So this was, if you missed, Brian Bailey from last week. Uh, here's a clip of that. Hit that real quick. In the South, you got Alabama, San Diego State, Creighton, and Princeton. I'm going to go Alabama. In the East, you got Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, Kansas State, and Michigan State. Rocky Top. Midwest, you've got Houston and Miami, Texas, and Xavier. Give me the Cougars. And in the West, you've got Arkansas, UConn, you Gonzaga, and UCLA. I'm going to have to go with the team that I have winning it all in my bracket. I'm going to go Gonzaga. <laughs> four for four yeah, at the plate. I didn't even realize how bad I did. It, the, I mean, it's awful. The joke we, there is, I missed all mine. To, like it's fine. Yeah. Uh, everybody. Brian Bailey does this thing: the second chance with the Sweet Sixteen. So your first two rounds, your brackets are busted. But hey, he's going to give you a second chance. He said there was forty-four picks. Only three of them were right. Wow. That's three how crazy this tournaments been with all these upsets and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, 44 picks, and out of all 44, only three of them were right. But, uh, anyway, that was <laughs> – I was riding around listening to that this weekend. I was Every like, single one was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Every single pick did not That's go awesome. in uh, my direction. Uh, Mark says SGHS. Southeast Guilford High School. Yep. He said, proud of you, JC. Go Pirates, Falcons 2, class of 74. So, there you go. I uh, got some uh, some high school folks tuned in. All right, uh, the week coming up, you owe UNCW one, mm-hmm. and I uh, got them coming here. What was that trip like to Wilmington, JC? We always talk about how that's uh, as far as environments go. Uh, good home field advantage they have there in the Wilmington. What was that like for you? No, it was forty degrees. Uh, there was not really anybody there. Uh-huh. All right, well. Didn't have to worry about too much heckling, I guess, then. Yeah. Uh, but Wilmington coming to town. And then first uh, road trip oh, for yeah. conference play, the first uh, conference weekend coming up at Houston. And no pressure here, but this will be the last time we see Houston. They are headed to the Big 12. So go ahead and give them a kick on the bumpkiss on the way out here. Uh, what do you know about the Cougars just from meetings past with those guys? Uh, they had some solid arms last year. Um, solid arms. They had a lot of pitchers get drafted, actually, um, which is good. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, they're not here anymore, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I really know. They have a turf field. It's in Texas. <laughs> there you go. And uh, let's see. that The final four is in that weekend. Houston. Yep. You going to the games? No. <laughs> I don't we, know if you'll have we're time. We're actually staying like 30 minutes away from the stadium because of all the – All right. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, I understand Houston. I've never been, but it's like a giant city and everything's so spread out and everything. Yeah, everything's concrete. All right. Uh, And now when you get to this portion of the year, you're used to playing the Friday nighters uh, under the lights, but now you'll start to play those Saturdays uh, under the lights as well. So do you have a preference, Dave? Uh, The Saturdays will be, well, not this one because of Easter, but like moving forward. um, Oh, never mind. I'm wrong. Decently under the lights. Oh, it's yeah. a long game. I thought you played later on the weekends. You know what? E-host put one on the board. Even I screw up sometimes, JC, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, but you do have two under the lights coming up this weekend. Yep. Uh, any preference on day baseball versus night? Night. You like Absolutely. night? Absolutely. Yeah. Different feel? Uh, you can, There's no problem seeing the ball. Okay. No sun, no clouds, no... High skies. Which team has the worst batter's eye? What park have you been to? Huh? Campbell. Okay, I, don't have I think you mentioned eye. that last time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even have one. Yeah. And uh, Durham Bulls. Remember, 
the building in the back. Ah, right. Yeah, yep, Campbell yep, yep. doesn't. It's embarrassing. They don't have a batter's eye, but hey, it works for them. <laughs> They're playing great baseball. Yeah, they are. Um, I can't remember what this is a reference to. Craig says, "Can we get a satanic Elmo?" That have something to do with Bailey. It's it's the Elmo with the fire burning. It's like some. Yeah, it's like but some, it was. I think it's his famous laugh that we have up here. Somebody said that you need to put that behind the Elmo. But it wasn't the... Craig, what was the exact reference to that? I do remember. (laughs) But it was something different than that, I feel like. And yes, that is a real laugh, by the way. That is a real Brian Bailey laugh after he found out that one of our producers was wearing a girl shirt. (laughs) That is a real Brian Bailey laugh. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Ask him about it. Ask him about it next week when yeah. you guys are, uh, or this week when you guys are shaving off your mustaches. Yeah, apparently he said that uh, the shave off is coming up Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday at noon. All right. So is that when you are going to crown a champ? Uh, I think in the so. brackets. Yeah. yeah, it sounds right. All right, JC, we'll let you run. Get back to your uh, studying and also uh, get ready for the show coming mm-hmm. up. Good stuff. Thanks for hanging out, man. Thank you. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Players Lounge Monday presented by Delcor. The service professionals can help you out. If you have HVAC and plumbing needs, you can call 321-8868 or visit DelcorInc.com, and they will get you taken care of right away. And uh, joining us now inside the Pirate Radio Studios, ECU first baseman Josh Moylan uh, here on the Players' Lounge. Josh, good to see you. How you doing, man? Uh, good to see you. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be back in here. I always enjoy our chats, so I'm pretty fired up. We'll talk uh, some Pirate baseball. It's a bad day for Josh and I to go to ESPN.com NFL page because earlier today the top story even at just if you go to ESPN.com was how Washington's NFL franchise sank on and off the field under Dan Snyder but luckily that has been moved off the headlines because now it's Lamar Jackson and uh, Josh the Ravens fan came out today that Lamar Jackson requested a trade earlier this month uh, how you handling things Josh? Well, you know, when you first brought it up, I didn't, uh, I didn't see the big headline up top. I saw the Washington ones. You know, I got a. There's, there was a part of me that was a little happy to see that, I guess. But then now you're pulling this one up. I'm yeah. not in a very good mood. Yeah, and I want Washington to give Baltimore whatever the heck they want to get Lamar Jackson because I just would love a, a stable quarterback at the helm. But uh, interested to see what happens with Lamar. Does this happen before the draft? Could it be a draft night move? That would make things really exciting. But looks like, I don't know, it looks like the Ravens might have to go a different direction at QB. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of hoping it is a draft night move because uh, maybe we'll get some more out of that. And yeah. If we just go with a straight-up trade, I don't know how much we'll really get. But uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. And you've been, I don't know about blessed with the, like with the Packers. They have had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers my entire football watch in life just about. With you, you guys had Flacco, who's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, who was never looked at as like a top five in the league, probably. But you like Flacco, right? He gave oh, you a yeah. chance to win every uh, year. We'll always love Joe Flacco. Yeah. More. So you, uh, you probably haven't experienced life without a quarterback like myself and like Chandler has since uh, Cam Newton fell off the map years ago. <laughs> it's not a good place to be, Josh. I'm going to tell you. No, I'm not going to be happy uh, with that trade. But you know, we'll uh, 
hopefully we find somebody that can we can plug in, but I I doubt it. And you got a good head coach, a good culture, so the Ravens will probably be just fine we'll no see. matter what they got. All right, uh, good coach and a good culture with ECU baseball. That's fair to say. As the Pirates continue their winning ways over the weekend, taking three from George Mason, and uh, let's start with the pitching again. Josh, three runs allowed on Friday, one on Saturday, and no run scored for the Patriots on Sunday. The pitching uh, just continues to be phenomenal for you guys. Yeah, I mean, those those three guys, our starters, they've been lights out all year. And, I mean, Josh Groves coming out having another just tremendous start, no runs. I know we didn't play the full game because of weather, but honestly I think he might have ended up going the distance there. But, yeah, shout-out to those guys just been dominant all year, and it's, it's fun to play behind them. I joked with Josh after the game yesterday because last weekend – he is rolling pretty good. He gets into the eighth. He has those two walks, and he said if it wasn't for those two walks, if he could have got out of the eighth, he thinks he would have gone the distance. Yesterday, absolutely cruising, and then the rain starts, and he's unable to get that complete game shut out. But he's going to get it eventually. Uh, just uh, yesterday was out of his control because he certainly was going for a nine-inning strong with no runs scored. And uh, another thing he did yesterday was make y'all's job really easy how many three up, three downs were you guys head out there to the field, head right back into the dugout? I mean, honestly, he couldn't have picked a better day to have those three yeah. up, three downs. We got all the innings we needed to get in to have it be a registered game, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was awesome yesterday. And we really didn't have to do much on the defensive end because he was, you know, striking guys out or getting some uh, easy fly balls. But he was, he was dominant again. And you got Jacob said you guys did acknowledge that before the game that hey there might be some weather rolling in we can't do our normal let's score a bunch late <laughs> let's go ahead and get them early get a lead and uh, you guys were able to do that yesterday yeah no it was good we came out with uh, with that kind of aggressive mentality which I think moving forward is the one we need to keep but yeah I mean coach said it before the game we we needed to get five innings in to have it as a complete game so we uh we went out and just tried to do as much as we could early talking to josh moylan i mentioned this to the pitchers last week um the first base to pitcher exchange on those ground balls when they're covering first is a thing of beauty and and carter and the guy said y'all practice that a lot we saw a beautiful one i think with carter and cam clonch on saturday but you guys make that look so easy but a lot of work goes into that right Oh, that's pretty much every day at practice, whether it's, uh, you know, us just catching ground balls and BP and flipping to a guy standing by the bag or whether we're actually taking time out of practice to, pr- to practice it. But, yeah, it's a lot of work, but, you know, thankfully it looks good on the field. Let's talk about your glove, Josh, because I, I finally asked Garrett about his big green glove and what the deal is with it, and he said he saw it, he liked it, he got it. So uh, this particular glove you're using this year, how long have you used it? Uh, so the first baseman I'm using now is actually JC's first baseman. When they originally had him here, they okay. had him at first base for a little bit, and then they moved him to the outfield. And mine ended up kind of blowing up on me last year. Laces popped and things was a mess. So I asked him, like, hey, can I use that? Because it was broken in, and I didn't have one that was ready to be used. And then uh, ever since then, I've been using it. So kind of beginning of last year is... I got it, and I've just been using it since. Do you do you like one that's kind of worked in and weathered a little bit as opposed to a new glove? Yeah, I've, I've been trying to break one in recently. It's all tan, actually. It looks pretty cool. But okay. uh, I, I do like the one that's a little, a little broken in. I like the pocket especially. I want the pocket loose, but the rest of the glove kind of firm, which is exactly how I have that one now. All right. Uh, so are you, like, superstitious? Like, would you work in a new glove midseason? Or, are you, you know, how are you going to handle that? 
I've been telling myself I'm going to use that one until it blows up on the last one because honestly, okay. that glove's been been good to me. I don't want to I don't want to mistreat it. Switch into another one. There you go. Treat it right. Uh, Josh Moylan joining us. If you have a question or comment for Josh, you can uh, get that in now. And was going to get to this, but I thought Kenny did it in a pretty creative way. He said, "Ask Josh uh, what degree he's getting. It must be in engineering, and is taking drafting classes because that was a perfect line that he drew." <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to bring up what went down uh, against Campbell during the midweek. So, first of all, Josh, did you know you could get ejected from a game after the game was over? I, honestly, that was a, a bit of a surprise to me. But yeah. to answer the first part of that question, I'm a communication major, so I guess the line, I guess the the line was kind of lucky where the placement was. But <laughs> I thought I saw the pitch there, so I, yeah. honestly, I shouldn't have done that. But yeah. that's what it did. Yeah, and uh, you paid the price for it yeah. with. Uh, a two-game suspension, and Cliff Goblin is always going to look uh, look after his guys and uh, defend you guys, and he was rung up and uh, got a game as well. But, yeah, just one of those th- heat-of-the-moment deal. You do it. You, you pay the price and move on. Yeah, I mean, especially in a rivalry game like that, you, you hate to see the game end that way. But, you know, I, I just like you said, I kind of let the emotions, they were all flowing, and I let it get the best of me. and. Shouldn't, shouldn't have done that, but, you know, moving forward, obviously it won't happen again. But, you know, it's, a, it's something we learned from, and uh, just keep moving forward. Yeah, uh, so what – and, and uh, J.C. said you had a role with the team on Saturday and Sunday. He was talking to you about his at-bats. You were charting things, involved in it. So what was your – you know, what were you doing on Friday and Saturday when you, you couldn't be in the lineup? Yeah, so, you know, Friday, obviously, just charting down – Friday and Saturday, just charting down kind of every pitch of the game. But – I'm not like I'm not allowed to talk to the guys during the game, so it was after the game, yeah. you know, kind of run the guys through what I saw, you know, what to expect, kind of the next day thing, and yeah, it was just about it. Just sat there, watched the game, got to enjoy two baseball games on TV, and uh, also helped the team out just a little bit. And uh, you helped them out on Sunday as well, a home run to center, and I love the majestic shots that you know you pull to right field, and you know right when you hit them that they're gone. Is it a different feeling when you hit one to center? Do you have to kind of watch it? Do you do you not know if it's gone or not? Well, I was. I mean, I was busting my butt out of the box there. I, I was looking for a triple because I saw him turn around. I was like, oh, I got one here, and then <laughs> it just kept kind of going and found its way out. But I put a good swing on it. Honestly, I thought he might have got a little inside my bat on me. I felt like uh, I didn't really get it all, but then I saw it going. I was like, all right, maybe I did, and then halfway to second i saw the umpire putting his hand up i was like there we go i'll take that so uh, originally thought it was you know double triple but i i'll take that jc said he's never hit one to center even in bp even in practice so how about you how many uh to center have you hit uh i usually kind of like that left center is about the closest i'll get yeah. i think it's the first one that was really center field with bp you know i've hit the hit the batter's eye a couple of times i i think he might have he might not be giving himself as much credit <laughs> as uh he should but but yeah, it's tough going to the deep part of the park. Yeah, those are you got to hit those a long way. As uh, one of the commenters said earlier, that's where balls go to die, uh, center field of Clark LeClaire Stadium. But uh, you got a hold of that one. Of course, uh, home runs are no big deal. Barini and Hoover are hitting bombs too. So. Oh, I know. That, when I was watching that game uh, and Hoover hit his, I was like, oh, man. I, know. I was in there with Coach. He started going nuts. And that's just so cool for that guy. You know, he's he he might hit a couple in BP, but I think that's his first one since, what, 2020? Yeah, I Charlotte? think second in his career. That's, first since that's then. awesome for a guy like Hoover, especially. You know, he's got some family stuff yeah. going on. So that was really cool. And then Joey Bruni, man, Shaq just put a great swing on that ball. It was a 
up out fastball. Just put a perfect swing on it. So uh, kudos to those guys. Some good swings. We had somebody ask earlier. Before I forget, I'll ask it about nicknames and. Uh, Shaq has something to do with the shoes, the cleats he was wearing one day. Can you refresh us on that story real quick? So uh, we we were kind of running low on practice cleats, so uh, Joey had to go in there and try to find a pair that fit them. And the only ones they had were the real tall, kind of Shaq looking ones. You know, the the Shaq basketball shoes they sell. They kind of <laughs> look just like them. So he ended up wearing those, and it just it just stuck. Start calling him Shaq. I um, I was a Frank Thomas fan and a first baseman growing up, and I had like the high top Frank Thomas shoes, and for a <laughs> Big slow guy to have those giant shoes was not a good idea. It made me even slower, but I thought I looked cool because uh, oh, well, you gotta look the part. I look like a little fat white kid version of Frank Thomas, the big hurt. Um, so yeah, that's where the shack uh, came from. Somebody else, uh, Chris Cunningham, always has some good questions for us. Uh, he says, "Who was given the best nickname on the team?" And he said, "I'll start Pablo for Nick Delisi, who's got a." Uh, Hey, he's got kind of a, a cool look going there. But uh, any other good nicknames on the team, along with Shaq? Uh, there's a, there's some kind of funny ones here and there. But uh, JC, I think some fans were chanting JCC. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of stuck. We've all just been calling him JCC. But uh, actually, Josh Groves, my roommate, his gamer tag on PlayStation is Hungarian71. Because his uh, his granddad's Hungarian, his dad was born in seventy one, so that's his gamer tag. <laughs> so I just, I just started calling him Garyan, you know, shorten up Hungarians. So I like that. That's pretty much all I really call him. I heard, and uh, JC actually gave you props for this. I thought he was trying to say you were you were cheating a little bit, but he said you pre ordered MLB the show and have already gotten some hacks and everything in. So oh yeah, you're getting a head start on that. Um, man, during COVID times uh, and even before then, myself and Igo and. Uh, Glenn and others were in an online league, and it took all of our time up. Like that's that's how we got through COVID. Honestly, was playing MLB the Show, Diamond Dynasty, Online Dynasty, oh, yeah. and um, it's back. I hadn't played in years. I might I might have to get it though. It's so much fun. It's pretty good this year. They added all the uh, WBC cards in there. So oh, sweet! It's a little crazy. Day one, everybody's got these ninety nine overall players, but uh, we'll see. It should be fun. Yeah, stacking your team on those Diamond Dynasties was was oh, really yeah. cool, really fun. And uh, who's your favorite like? legends to play with on the game i always like the ken griffey cards i'm i love just ken griffey in general is the man but then seeing that swing in the game it looks identical they did uh, a great job with that so seeing ken griffey but then this year they added jeter which is pretty cool i have jeter as my shortstop right now so that's uh that's pretty cool to be able to play with him are you the best uh show player you think I don't know. Jacob Starling's pretty good. Him and I, uh, freshman year, we were staying in the same uh, kind of dorm area. They put us in suites, so we shared kind of one big area. But him and I would go at it, and he's he's pretty good at it. So uh, Star gave me a run for my money. So you uh, you say you re- you live with uh, Gross? Yep. Um, he's uh, he's got a great sense of humor. Interesting guy. How's it? What's it like to live with, with Josh Gross? It's it's very easy to live with Josh Groves, especially you know you, you think you're having a bad day or something, you go home and you walk through the door and it's a instant joke, kind of like <laughs> you said. He's just everything with him at home. We're kind of joking around all the time, so it's it's awesome. He's a great roommate, Garyan, huh? Oh yeah, Garyan. All right, I'll pass that along to him next week. Speaking of which, who is the team jokester? Asked John Moody. Uh, Star Star might not seem like a real outgoing guy, but he's he's a pretty funny dude. And Ryan McChrystal actually has been uh, this year. He's t- starting to talk a little more. He's really funny. So th- those two guys, and they happen to share lockers right next to each other. So that's uh, 
Those are two pretty funny guys. McChrystal's bat is talking as well, oh, Josh, yeah. as I uh, moved him up to the leadoff man, and uh, he has earned that spot. He is hitting the ball well uh, since uh, coming back into the lineup. Oh, yeah. Ryan, I mean, obviously had that stuff going on with his back early in the year, but, you know, now that he's back, he's getting into a groove, and he's been rolling. It's it's always good, too. You know, for, I think his first at-bat, nobody even knew he was supposed to be swinging that week because of all the stuff he had going on, and then comes in, hits a single, and since then he's been rolling, but it's good to have that spark plug back in the lineup. Yeah, he kind of snug back in. I remember some. this has been a few weeks ago now before he played his first game, but somebody in the press box was like, is that McChrystal taking pitches between innings? And he was out there, and I was like, I wouldn't think so, but yeah, it was. So he kind of snug back in, and man, uh, great to see him uh, hitting the ball in the lineup. You guys have a bevy of catchers that can hit the ball, and uh, we've seen a few games where they're both in the lineup, so it's good to see. Definitely. Uh, Chad says, everyone imagines themselves when they're growing up winning a World Series. So how did you picture yourself? Were you the pitcher that came in and closed the game? Did you make the game-ending web gym? Did you hit the game-winning homer? Interesting question, Chad. Do you have an answer for that? Well, I've always liked the hitting side of baseball the most, so I was definitely uh, the kid in the backyard, the 3-2 count, two outs, bases loaded, hitting the grand slam uh, off my dad, pitching in the backyard. <laughs> but uh, he, he never really won many of those battles, but, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, I was always the hitter in those situations. Were you uh, always a first baseman growing up, or what else did you play? I played a lot of third base growing up, and then once we kind of got to the bigger diamond, it was pretty much all first base. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I... I like playing wherever, but first base I'm definitely uh, the most comfortable at now. But growing up, a lot of third. Do you remember like the funnest times you've had playing baseball of like little league and showcase and everything and and like like what are I don't know when you talk about your top three to five baseball memories, like what comes to mind for you? Well, I think I think number one for me is my first home run. I still remember that. I was eight years old, hit one to right, and I I didn't even know what to do. I was running the bases, and I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, that, all right, that's a home run. And everybody's telling me kind of slow down while I'm running the bases, but <laughs> so uh, eight years old, are you? Is that like coach pitch, or is that against? That a, was, I think, our first year of uh, like kid pitch, real pitching, guess, yeah, real pitching. That's pretty young to hit a dinger. So that's, well, that's, I mean, I, I've always been a pretty big guy, so, yeah. You know, but uh, I think honestly, I think the mo- the most fun memory I've had, kind of little league, was. I had a walk-off home run to win the championship of uh, the Ripken tournament. Obviously, Cal Ripken being from Maryland has a big complex there. And, uh, yeah, that that was pretty cool. Dead center, I I just remember I didn't know what to do with my helmet. I took my helmet off halfway to home and just kind of launched it because I was so happy. But, yeah, that was a pretty cool memory. Is that the one – is it the stadium, like, off I-95 or whatever? Mm -hmm. Okay, I always pass that and wonder – so that's, like, for – postseason little league type so stuff. they do big tournaments there we used to just play a ton of tournaments okay. with travel ball and all and they actually have all replica fields so the main field there is like a replica of cannon yard uh, oh wow yards. that's and they sweet. Have yankee stadium wrigley which is pretty cool and then they have uh i think i want to say citizens bank they have they have a bunch of cool stadiums all replica ones so all around that area yep that's oh, like wow. they're all in one big almost circle it's okay like five or six fields in one big circle but it's it's really fun i'd like to check that out i'll stop next time cool. i'm on the way to uh to jersey uh talking to josh moylan today if you have a question comment you can get it in on youtube and facebook live uh johnny our stats guy says george mason pitcher christian and boy i didn't know how to say his name yesterday so i went with mer mer how did i even say it maragna uh, has appeared in nine games this season. Josh Moylan, the first player to hit a home run off of him this season. So there you go, Josh. Pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, Kenny says, who's the weatherman on the team, and do they ever tell Cliff what the forecast is? <laughs> that's uh, that's usually our guys behind the scenes, the yeah. Blake Hargreaves and uh, – you know our, our staff there looking at the weather, but I I don't know. Coach has a way of kind of predicting the weather pretty well. He usually tells us almost to the minute when it's going to start raining. We get that tarp on, and sure enough, starts raining. So I don't know if Coach has some kind of you know special weather powers or something, but he's pretty he's pretty close on it. We're no strangers to delays, especially come regional and super regional time. So uh, what do you guys do during a lengthy delay, Josh? The lengthy ones is more just kind of hanging out. We'll sit there because we know we're going to be warming up again. But if we expect a kind of shorter one, everybody's kind of on the edge of their seat, ready to get back out there. But the other day, I think we all kind of knew that game was going to end up being called off. So we were all just kind of hanging out and waiting almost for the, hey, the game's over. But, yeah, most of the time just relaxing, taking time to calm yourself down before we head back out there. And I think on Saturday, you got pushed back 15 minutes, but you guys were able to do your normal infield and everything, right? Uh. When it got I pushed wrong? back, I don't think we took infield, outfield. That was Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't. Oh, that's right. They just went tarp day. up. Okay. We took it off and then just stretched and uh, got out there. So is that, I mean, oh, yeah, well, you, you didn't play on Saturday, so I can't <laughs> ask you. But, like, that routine before a game, um, and I will say, you guys, with Palumbo and everybody, it is, like, the cleanest infield, outfield, like, in the country. Like, I can't imagine – another team doing it any cleaner that you guys like it's almost a religion the way you guys do it to a t it's it's impressive to watch yeah well i mean we take a lot of pride in it because for a lot of guys especially the guys that you know want more playing time like that's that's their chance to kind of show it is it's almost like a game environment we're out there jerseys on everything but we have guys that are all trying to fight for spots and everybody takes pride in it so i mean I, I like the uh, the appreciation that it looks good. We're all out there just trying to you know do our best job out there, and I guess it's turned out pretty well. That's a great point. I noticed uh, Dixon Williams over at third playing behind Amac, and during the the pregame, he is out there looking like he's in a game. So everybody treats it that way, and that's probably why it looks the way it does. Oh, I would yeah. imagine. Talking to Josh Moylan, I uh, got UNCW coming up on Tuesday. Um, do you remember anything about the first meeting with the Seahawks earlier this year? Uh, not too hot for us it's just about all i remember i mean we left a lot of guys on base so you know coming out in front of a home crowd i don't think that'll be uh that'll be the same result there with leaving guys on but uh should be a good game they're a good team and uh we're ready to rock and roll and man that happens uh it happened last week against campbell uh, only scoring one run but man a lot of run scoring opportunities and it's just it's baseball i remember wilcoxon up with the bases loaded couldn't get it done his next at bat uh nobody on he line, you know he hits a single that's just the way it works sometimes right yeah i mean that's the game you can you can square a ball up it gets caught kind of thing or you know you can have one bat at bat here and the next time you go out and hit a jack so it's it's all uh the game of baseball and it's, it is crazy how it works sometimes that reminds me of your four hit day from last weekend <laughs> Where you, you kind of just uh, you tossed a couple up down the left field line, right? Yeah, I mean it, it all evens out. I yeah. think early in the year, I was I was kind of hitting some balls hard that were yep. getting caught, and then it felt nice, you know, drop those two in there for I guess the one was technically a double. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the game always uh, evens itself out. So just continue to go in there, have some good at bats, get a bat on the ball, and uh, good things will happen eventually. Oh, yeah. How about uh, the trip to Houston? Uh, what's the uh, what's that road trip going to be like for you guys? What do you uh, enjoy uh, about road trips 
I honestly, I just like seeing new places. I know, well, Houston, obviously, we went there my freshman year, but got caught off because uh, they oh, had a right. the team with COVID, so they called that off. So this after y'all had already got yeah, there, we got yeah. there, they called it, and then we actually inter squatted on their field. That was uh, we had Carson wasn't hunting Gavin thrown against each other in an inter squad on their field, so that was uh, that was pretty <laughs> cool, but uh, yeah, it should be fun, you know, first time a lot of us have played there, and uh, I know we're fired up and ready to go to start conference play. Man, who's uh, who's tougher to hit out of that scenario, Carson or Gavin? I guess with Carson a lefty, might you know? Honestly, they're they're both they're both. I mean, I'd say they're pretty equal. But yeah. uh, Gav having that that fastball, I mean, that thing just looks different coming out of the hand. One pitch, it'll stay right there. The next one is taking off on you. But especially Wiz, you know, that left on left changeup. Not many guys are throwing that, and he's throwing it at a really high level. So you know, both those guys are tough. I don't know if I'd. Uh, choose to hit off either one. <laughs> Landon again showed some heat this weekend as he was able to uh, throw for the first time. He looked good. Oh, yeah, he looked really good. And I was uh, actually sitting there. That was right towards the end of the game. I'm sitting there watching him on the iPad we had set up for me. And, man, he, he did look good. That fastball was good. And then he was dropping some kind of slider-looking thing at, like, 89. Every I'm like, man, that thing is nasty. But... Yeah, he we uh, Tony went out and had a had a good time. So JC said that your Savage uh, owns him basically. He said his numbers against him lifetime are terrible. How about you? Who's the uh, toughest pitcher to hit off of in the inner squads and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Trey when obviously he's been on this year, but when he is on in inner squads, he is nasty. But Josh Groves, he's a. Uh, He's had this weird ability to drop those uh, backdoor sliders on me, which honestly, off him, that's tough because I'm usually on heater with him because he's got a good one. But, but yeah, I think both those guys are, are tough at bats. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, all our pitchers are when they're on, they're on, they're good. So, but I'd say those two are probably the, the toughest ones. Josh Moylan joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Let me see. I think we had maybe a couple other questions. Somebody asked about the best, the best MLB team you've ever seen. Mm. lineup that's a good question i have to think of that myself all right i'm I'm sitting here thinking i would go back a little further than you probably to those yankees teams in the oh yeah 90s yeah i mean i i think um i think honestly the phillies the phillies this year could be one of those teams where you look at it you're like all right these guys are special but honestly i that's tough of all time that's that's pretty tough i'm also not old enough to really know some of the great teams but so are you you're an O's guy? I am. Okay. We'll be talking some O's baseball with Mark Brown from CamdenChat.com later this week as we do carry O's games. So if you're out and about during an O's game, tune in to Pirate Radio. You can hear play-by-play Josh. And uh, they had, I guess you'd say a surprising, maybe an overachieving season last year, which gives you kind of, uh, I don't know, hope that they might have something good this year. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, last year, just like you said, I don't think anybody expected us to do that and then went out, had a great season, honestly almost made a playoff push at the end, but uh, just a little too far behind. But I, I think this year will be a good year. Cedric Mullins, North Carolina guy, homering for Team USA. That was cool to see. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the World Baseball Classic I at all? I did, I did. Yeah. That, uh, that Japan-USA game to end it was pretty crazy, and then you get to see Otani and Trout, probably the two best in the game right now, going at it for the, the last out of the game. That was that was pretty sick. Yeah, awesome stuff. All right, Josh, we'll uh, let you get back to work. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, Pirates at home on Tuesday, and then on the road, conference opener coming up this weekend at Houston. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, you, you'll be uh, back doing more media stuff oh, later yeah. tonight, right? So, yeah, yeah uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 
You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 